Let me get it started, talk my shit better Fat nigga, on a fraternity, I'm a big stepper I'm plain Jane, all y'all rock is designer Bitches throw pussies at me, all I rock is vaginas I just be laid back, all I got is recliners I wouldn't join the neighbor shit, all I got is Rihanna <laughs> You jive turkeys, it's frivolous I'ma light this a filament, slip your disc, I'ma krillin' it I ain't feeling it I'ma pimpin' the night, skin glistening I be in your kitchen making drips and putting dick in your wife Keep me casting over the floating, got colder than Nova Scotia I'm rolling my motion, making your whole let me motorboater. I'm a pimp type nigga with a mouthpiece. Bitches tell me I'm a maid nigga, like a house key. She remove her clothes and on the floor is where her blouse be. Most of my bitches can't do a fucking thing without me. Smacking exquisite, don't believe in smacking my bitches. I just cut them off and put other. Hey, let's go. Listen, listen, y'all. Episode 41 of the Sushi Boys podcast. Let's go. 800 number Shogun. I'm in the way, but I'm out the way. So all I got to say is, let me introduce the two greatest people that I know on planet Earth. Don't play with them. First and foremost, let me introduce the Desert Sunflower. Listen, the bunny that keeps it always sunny. We talking about Bunny Roo. How you do, baby girl? How are you? Hello, hello. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Bunny, a.k.a. Buns and Guns, Ish Bunny, Bitcoin Bunny. What other, what other AKs? Oh, man, there's so many, so many. <laughs> the Sucio Queen, y'all know what's up. I'm here today. Don't play with her. Put the bunny back in the box. Mmm, let's go. All right, before we get to how the week was for you madame what i would like to do is introduce the richest nigga in the south by southwest you know what i'm saying he is blessed by god we already know who he is what he be doing out here ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we got sloan kettering in the building cuzzo how are you sir Hi guys how's everyone uh, living life on the road again, you know, in the great city of uh, Champaign, Illinois, my hometown, just out here running the streets, acting like an ass, seeing my niece. I, I met my niece today. Uh, she is uh, quite, quite beautiful. So let me do my intro real quick. Uh, <clears throat> it's the big homie, Scott Addy's favorite, Sloan Kettering, a.k.a. Lord of the Sugarfoots. Uh the Petasaurus Rex, you know, hey. the most dangerous of the Petasaurus. Man, please let these niggas know. Please, please, please. If we could, let's get it. You know Mr. saying? one R1, XO, and I'm about that jam. If you play Madden with Vic on the cover, then my people, you already understand. Oh, my God. Please let them know, sir. <laughs> And a nigga is always trying to score. Hey. Yeah, man. I'm out here in these streets, man. Ripping and running. Met my uh my niece, We Slay. Uh, her name is Wesley, but it's spelled We Slay. So <laughs> I call her I call her Big Slay. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, she was a preemie, so I finally got to see her, and she's getting her weight together and looking like a big girl. So, you know, I had to go, got had to go love on her and love on my parents and stuff. You know, so I'm out here. You know, a two day drive is worth it. Well, I'm glad that you are enjoying yourself with family and you're just spending good time. You know what I'm saying? You know, throwing up gang signs and they actually mean something now. You know, <laughs> you, know you can't throw up Illinois gangs in Florida and people actually respect it. They'd be like, nigga, why is he throwing up sign language? <laughs> Listen, they don't respect none of that shit. I just be trying to show these niggas juju signs and they don't know what's happening. Man. <laughs> but bunny how was your week let's get to ahan's fucking 10 minute intro oh wow wow bunny. <laughs> wow that's crazy anyways ladies and gentlemen you already know what time it is am i the meanest show now am i the prettiest show now am i the baddest no foe no down around this town show now but who am i show now who am i show now I can't hear you. Shut up. Shogun. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids of all ages, 801 Shogun in the building. Number one rule in the universe, as always, is to protect your neck at all times. Otherwise, I will come through and chop like Gensu. Don't play with me. The curator of Convo. One punch man with the tan next to you, tan liquor stand. If you was outside for the 99 to 2000s, you already know what was going down. I apologize in advance. Sorry, not sorry. I was bagging your aunties. Okay. Pablo Baldini in the motherfucking building on the pitch. Dropping hitch, hitting six from 30 out. Listen. If you know what I'm talking about, I came through, took ankles, got ball, and all things attached to. Don't play. Pele with the AK letting that whole thing spray. I like to put the shots in the upper 90. I like to put them bitches on top shelf because that's where I like to place them. Double entendre, do not ask me how. Master Bruce with the bubble goose. Dirt Reynolds. Pulling up on you, bitches. Scoop! Might have to scoop your auntie just off principle. The hotel hibachi chef got the grill on high, letting it all fly because I like to see it fry. Don't play with me. Petty Gordo. Hitting all the capoeira because I don't care. And as always... <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids of all ages, we got the 63-time Patty Weight champion of the world in the bidding. You know what I'm saying? Patty Grill, DJ, hit my drop. <laughs> Listen. Me and Sloan are just swaying back Yo, and forth right now. I know. And it's right. the funniest because I, y'all go, oh. <laughs> Sloan muted his mic. For like 
Yo, it'd be long as hell. Yo, I tried to cut through all the fat and I'm laughing while seeing y'all's faces and then simultaneously try to say all of this. (laughs) Look, when you say putting bitches up in the upper 90s, just know I'm pointing at a 90 degree angle into a corner that's the upper 90s. So, listen. He do be doing that. Because I paid attention to the first two episodes of the showdown, soccer sit down. Uh, Liz, I'm laughing so hard and I'm trying to say all of this. And that was a lot of S's in succession. (laughs) (laughs) So my weekend's been great. (laughs) (laughs) I just cleaned my house. Um, yeah, like I just chilled. I, I really just chilled out all weekend. I went out yesterday. Um, I went to go have some wings and we watched the Celtics game. It was, it was nice. It was a nice little night. Um, and then, yeah, today I just like cleaned my whole house and then just chilled. I've been watching, um, we own this town on HBO max. Have you guys seen that? Not yet. I definitely recommend it. Y'all should watch that shit. It's good. I keep hearing that's good. I need to catch back up on Succession. That shit was good, too. I mean, I think the first season was the best season of Successions, but um, it's pretty good. But that uh, We Own This Town, it's a a six-episode series, and it's just like a short series. It's like, that's it. I'm going to have to check that out. It's pretty dope. So yeah, I just Netflix and chill today. Oh, <laughs> sounds like good time. Hey, we ain't do shit today, but uh, watch all of uh, the Bad Boys Club today. So we caught up on that, and then uh, it was just like when I get with my uh, my people back home, it'd be my auntie and my little cousin. And my other kids and uh, my old lady, we just sit around, we smoke reefer, eat, and watch trash TV. So yeah, yeah no, I was, I was paying attention to uh, your uh, Instagram stories, snaps, whatever, bro. You was cooking on the grill, and all the riblets <laughs> and the pork tenderloins look good. Yeah, and appreciate starving appreciate when that. I see it. That was <laughs> yesterday. Like, I'm hungry. So I get I get to the crib Saturday and uh first thing my OG says, she says, So uh when you feel like barbecuing? Shit, I guess tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Jump on the grill, man. Y'all, y'all know I ain't got no problem jumping on the grill, but I did some uh did some ribs, uh pork steak, chicken, uh hinkles, those are like uh all the sausages you can only get in Illinois. Mm. Uh, and she wanted some bratwurst. So knocked all that shit out. Then I made a, a pan of my famous macaroni and cheesies. Mm-hmm. We got it cracking, man. You know, it was just a good little time. I seen family. it. I seen your macaroni and cheese on you know, Twitter. My inner fat boy like... is still hungry. Even though I know you made this like <laughs> two days ago. 
Yeah. Nah, that mac and cheese. I was like, oh my god. You know, you know what? I just want some mac and cheese. When y'all pull up, mac and cheese. When y'all pull up to the house, we, we, I, I get on the grill for sure and, and and make some macaroni and cheese. And Listen, it's highly, re- I'm it's highly requested. If you got the pool open, I'm eating some mac and cheese with my feet in the water. <laughs> you know what no. I'm saying? No, we didn't. We didn't get the house with the pool this time. You know? uh, maybe, maybe, on the, maybe on the next go around. They didn't want to come down on the price, and we was like, "We ain't finna. We ain't finna spend that much for a fucking house." And Listen, we, we can find the pool. Don't play with me. Oh yeah, they got they got community pools, and then my brother down there. So I'm trying to get him to build a pool in his backyard. But he keeps telling me that he don't want to do it because pool maintenance is terrible. He keep keep talking about when we was kids, we had a pool. And I was like, dog, you just don't like to do it because you have to do it. Hire one of these little Mexican dudes out here to come play in the pool. Shit, you got two kids. You got two little boys strapping, strong young men with able-bodied, with legs. You make them little motherfuckers clean that shit. Right? You know, like they used to make us do. <laughs> Fuck you, man. This, this is why. said, make, you have home labor. Free home labor. Put it to work. Man, look here. This is, I think that's why my kids. Nah, you know what, though? For real, people who own pools, like, that's what they always say. It's like the maintenance on that shit is just, like, fucking tedious, and it's a lot, and it costs a lot of money, so. Mm. Mm. I'm just trying to be a hottie toddy by the pool. Like, you know, at my crib. I mean, my crib, if ain't nobody there, it's just me and my old lady. And can't nobody seeing that bitch. I'm swinging my cock out in the backyard. <laughs> Immediately. Like, I'm, if I would have had this pool and, it, like, the house we was looking at opens out into the uh, golf course. So if I would have woke up every morning when these white people was trying to golf at 7 a.m., and they would have saw this meat because I was sitting in the pool smoking a blunt and drinking coffee. They would have been highly upset that they let this nigga move into the neighborhood. Man, I'm finna be out here playing rap music all day. Fuck you, man. Sir, do you go to work? I work from home. So you right. finna hear the, you finna hear this NWA blasting on these speakers. You want some, you want some chicken? I got some I got I got some chicken breast on the grill, bro. You Yo, it'd be funny when I have to go to work on Wednesdays and I be pulling up to work, like, you know, listening to my music all loud and shit. And I usually have my windows rolled down because I be smoking my vape pen. And I'd be pulling up in the garage and I'll catch myself like just my music just rolling up there like all loud and shit. Like I have to roll it down. It's fucking funny because you just like you're used to it, you know. You don't fucking think about that shit. Yo, I be blasting stupid shit, <laughs> like all types of trap shit for no reason. Getting ready to go to my <laughs> nine to five, talking about that's <laughs> me. Yo. I just be like playing whatever whatever mood I am. Like for a while, I was just playing Pusha T. So it's like. <laughs> Just coke wrap and I just be rolling up because you know you got your little your little badge to roll up in your little garage parking lot so you like beep and I'm rolling up and I'm just like oh shit it's it does sound hella loud so I'll turn it down maybe I need to calm down right quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll be having a cry 
I'll be having to catch myself. I'll be selling dope so hard in my head <laughs> on the way to work. Like, <laughs> nigga, y'all would have thought slagging shit. Y'all would have thought I was Jeezy the way I'd be selling crack on the way to work. <laughs> Going to work my nine to five. Yo, but I'm flipping these bricks though. <laughs> hey on God. And then I told I was sitting with my uh TT yesterday and we was talking, and all of a sudden I just busted out and said, My auntie is a man now. And she don't know shit about it. And she was like, nigga, I ain't no man. I was like, no, that was like two <laughs> so. She was like, oh, oh. And then my my other shit, my other shit that I just bust out, I'll be busting out singing for no fucking reason is eating pussy, kicking ass, eating pussy, kicking ass. I love that song. I don't know why I love that fucking song, but every time I feel I have a down moment in the day, I just be like, eating pussy, kicking ass, eating pussy, kicking ass, barbecue sauce. <laughs> but yeah, man, like we had a great time watching trash TV. Um, I feel like the Bad Boys Club is my new favorite television show. Uh, mm. If you know what the Bad Girls Club was, this is exactly what you think it is. The Bad Boys Club is a bunch of men. Trifling niggas. 90% are um, homosexual. or Oh, the okay. Like, it's kind of like how the show used to be. Like, with the girls and stuff, it's, you get a main mix of LBG2Q people together. And I think they got, like, two or three straight dudes in there. And, like, you learn that you you got a word how you say stuff like even from both communities you know what i'm saying and then you can't take a lot of the transgressions you've had from like a lot of the they got a lot of trauma like straight mm -hmm. trauma uh gay trauma and shit like that and then how blacks view gays in our community and stuff like that in our family and shit like that it was like it's really eye-opening on both lines of communication but like some of the guys some of the straight guys was off-putting because they wasn't trying <clears throat> to get down like that they weren't comfortable like that and then like they was it felt it felt the way like they was offending the gay guys in the house and this this and that and they was like like look it's just like there's a bunch of y'all that's uh, in the men, we in the women. And we proud to say it, but it's like y'all proud to be gay. We proud to be men. We proud to be straight men. It's just a lot of going on, but I tell you who this, the motherfucker I fuck with is dude from where the, the dude from, that used to be like, where the money reside, where the money reside, where the money reside. He on the show. Uh. That, nigga, that nigga is fucking hilarious. And then it's this big ass dude named Jonathan from Dallas, Texas. He came in whooping niggas' ass, just beating niggas' ass. <laughs> like he was, he was on the show for two to three episodes. And when he came in, he told this nigga, he was like, "I want your room. You can either fight me or fuck me for it." <laughs> he was about that life. Well... He he will he do do little homie. Who, like him and the dude got into it over the room and the nigga called one of his homies to come fight him or to be his protection or whatever so jonathan whooped dude ass <laughs> then they sent him home they sent him to a hotel 
He came back the next morning, whoop dude ass again, beat his ass with a chair, like a folding chair. I thought this nigga was on the WWE the way he was whooping this nigga ass with that chair. <laughs> Like, dog, I am, I am so invested in this show. I'm like, you know what? I was, I started watching it last night because you posted something about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, on Twitter, I was like, let me check this out because I got that that app um for Jocelyn's Cabaret. That was just crazy. Girl, I was watching that too th- this morning. Oh my god! <laughs> I watched. The I was reunion. watching the reunion. I was like, no way! This shit is Girl. fucking wild. Girl, when they was at the bottom of the pit, at uh, the bottom of the uh, pal fighting, and oh, the husband oh jumped God. in. Yes, and she's like, "Don't and touch him! Like, you don't fucking touch him!" I was like, "Damn!" Bro, oh, oh God, it couldn't. They couldn't have talked to me like that because I couldn't have been security. I've done security for twenty years since I was seventeen years old. Ain't nowhere in hell a bitch that I don't work for gonna talk to me crazy. I would have slapped everybody. First of all, when you security. You do not work for the show. You work for the company. Right. You do not. I don't give a fuck who name on the billboard. Bitch, you don't sign my check. Well, you here because of me, bitch. I will be here regardless. They can come put another person in your position name here, and I'm still going to be here. But that's the difference, though, is that a lot of people think that they're entitled to a grace, like on shows or reality TV, whatever the case may be could even be life of someone they think they're on equal playing field when they get that hard lesson that you are not on the same playing field as the person you think you are ego gets checked real quick that's what i like about this show though the show is funny is is good like it gives you a whole nother side of like I hate saying it like gay, like the black gay men, and I I fuck with it. It's just too funny. It like I don't like all the cattiness and the arguing that go into it. I'm just more of a hey bitch, get it busting. Like walk in punch. Like I ain't, I don't want to hear you talk about how you upset with a motherfucker. Like you see that nigga, you square up, don't sneak him or nothing like that. And there was a bunch of niggas on the show, like the nigga from Chicago. Uh, Milan, uh, what's his last name? I mean, whatever the nigga, his first name, Milan. But he kept saying, he, oh, nigga, I'm 77th in Hermitage. I was like, nigga, don't nobody in Chicago respect a nigga from Hermitage, let alone on 77th. Nigga, if you would have said you was from 79th and Jeffries, that would have put some fear in a nigga heart or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga said 77th in Hermitage, nigga, it's a church over there. Don't nobody scared of the church. If you don't, you don't get your ass over here talking about you on 77th at Harmatis, nigga. 79th, if you was on the nine, yeah, we understand, we understand that you are you're a different breed, nigga, but you you're on a side street. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to hear that. That shit was good though, man. I'm gonna have to check it out. And then you gotta watch like, like Jasmine's cabaret. We were watching that, and I was just like, oh, so y'all ain't gonna blur out the titties. Oh no, no. They don't. They don't know. And there's one that's like, she has fire titties. Yo, a bunch of them did. There's one that looks like real natural. And I'm just like, well, she looks fire. I'm sitting here trying to watch it with my old lady and my family. Like, hey. (laughs) Hey, titty came out, (laughs) y'all. 
You just gotta let that, that happen. That's a good one. That's a good one. Hey, you that's know, a good you know, that's you a good know, you know, when you're watching it with your old lady, you got to do it like you do in real life. Hey, baby, you wonder if her ass real? I don't think her ass real. No, not at all. Nah, cool plan. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I sure be like that. Her ass ain't real. Look. <laughs> what, about, what about her titties? You think her titties real? I don't do nah, that. No, ain't do no that. way, babe. Ain't no way, babe. Ain't no way. That. No, but I'm saying you know Jocelyn's cabaret. Like, oh, yeah. what about what about no wet way. wet and her Ain't titties? Ain't no way, babe. Oh, wet, 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 wet titties don't move. <laughs> them titties look like she just got them done, and like, and I was telling, like, I was telling my auntie, and she like, that little girl got her titties out all the time. I was like, them too big for her skin. That's why they don't move. You know, oh, that's like, true. They're like hella tight, huh? Yeah, cause she's super little, and yeah. then she wouldn't got them big ass titties, and then and them, that titty meat don't move. Like <laughs> your skin, it. your skin don't move. Look, I used to be a titty professional when I. That's worked why at she has to club. move like her whole fucking body for them to even like go left to right. <laughs> yeah, and then they caught them at a. They caught them like it was like uh she had them out at the uh reunion. And they caught it at a certain way, and it looked like the fucking titty was balled up on the ends. Like, she, you know what I'm talking about? It's like underneath the skin, it looked like the silicone was balled up. Like she ain't turned it the right way. It's and like flipped over. Something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then it looked like she. They looked so hard because it looked like she didn't massage her titties. Like you, like girl. <laughs> Like ladies, if you get your if you go and get your titties done, look, I'm a titty professional. I've been in the titty game for a long fucking time. I used to be security at I used to be security at a black strip. Said I'm a titty professional. I'm I'm serious. I was a titty professional. I could look at girls on stage and be like, oh, she's a 38C. And then the girl will come up on stage and she'd be like, no, I'm really a 36. I'm like, look, bitch, I know titties. So um yeah, it just looked like she don't she don't massage her titties the way to, so that silicone can soften. You know what I'm saying? Them shits just look rock hard, bruh. Look like she got bolder titties. No, fake titties for real are hard. Like they're they're hard for real. Mm-hmm. They ain't soft at all. And it depends, <laughs> like some like some of my homegirls. <laughs> Like when they got their titties done, the first thing they did was ran to me and was like, "Hey, touch my titties." I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute, Jack!" Like, yeah, these are some of the best titties I've ever felt. But like, chill out. You just can't run up to me and just be like, "Hey, dog, touch my titties." Because first of all, that could be a charge, and then second of all, like, I don't know how to properly grab fake titties. So like, you don't know if there's like a do like you a cup, do you cup? Under you just the I, you just like touch them. Right, First. is there like a titty etiquette of how? Like, and then, do you, and then, do you and then, <clears throat> do you? And then, yeah, you, you just kind of like. Do you hit it with the, it. the, <laughs> the? What is this? I know this is a move in volleyball, but it's, it's got like, where you palm it, you like just under like feel it, palm it. Like, where's oh, the shit. thumb? The thumb and the index finger. And then you're like, and then right? you just kind of like feel it, like. But you got to go <laughs> underneath. And then, hey, look, and then in my studies, I learned that women with big breasts can't feel under their titty, like from the nipple down. What? Like some some women who have big breasts, like they went from 
being small chested to rapidly growing a breast that the titty oh, that they when they, the, when they um, have fake ones no like period like if you put like like when your body goes from like when you be flat chested going into development and then some people just boom all of a sudden go from flat chested to big ass titties at like growing up so like a lot of my homegirls was telling me that like from the nipple down they can't feel because it tore that nerve ending there and it never reattached mm-hmm. and i was like oh you learn something new every I'm day like, about titties. i can feel <laughs> but like it, they was talking about like from like the nipple like down like up under the titty like i was like yeah, oh no, i can feel i never knew this. that like because like i don't know like i wash under there and shit like i can feel all of that but they they were she was telling me like you sometimes you lose sensation and i was like oh hmm. didn't know that about titties me, me neither listen i'm taking notes mm. off my, screen my my breasts are the most sensitive like part of my body like even like it's just very it's a sensitive area like your nipples your chest it's just a sensitive area it's like like when you get cold (laughs) you know like you get hot like i don't know even like when you get like you know uh like in a sexual moment you feel it in your nipples like it's just you know it's a sensitive area yeah my nipples get cold normally when i be walking through like walmart and shit in the freezer section yeah. What? Bro, don't, don't act like look. He said, he look, said I get nipples, cold in the freezers. Look, these nipples get active, bro. Like I'll be walking through the stores, and if it be too cold, I be my nipples get hot, and I gotta like I dead ass be walking around the store like this. Yo, active nipples. Yeah, these nipples get active, blood. I think this. I think this. <laughs> That's the name of the show. Nipples. <laughs> These nipples get active. (laughs) No, it do be getting cold in the grocery store, though. But see, y'all be having padded bras. I just be having Yeah, for sure, yeah. Unless I'm, like, going after the gym. Like, if I'm going grocery shopping after the gym, then you're you're bound to see my nipples, like, at the fucking freezer. (laughs) Ma'am, can you put your nipples away, please? I did not order those. Look, and I shop at Aldi, too, so when I go and get them eggs, which is outrageous now, (sighs) fucking eggs at Aldi is, like, $2.60 a carton. Man, but you got to open that door and stick your head in there. When I stick my head in there, I come back with rock-hard nipples, man. It's just never, it never... It never fucking fails every yeah. time. Every single time I try to get some eggs or like <laughs> you know, that freezer section on the wall, it'd be like either at Sam's, Walmart, Publix. It don't matter. I go in that Target. I go in that bitch. If I'm going in that refrigerator section, even at the gas station, I was at Wawa. Went to go. Did you know that Wawa got the little computer screens on the doors now? Do to you tell know what you a what's... coffin confessor is? What is that? So a coffin confessor is oh. basically giving you a voice after you die. Oh, oh there's this guy named Bill Edgar. On, and he's y'all. a coffin confessor. My fault. Right My before fault. someone dies, they go up to Bill and like, "Hey, got excited, got excited." See? See, but look, but now like Wawa got them screens now, and it's got. This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. It's got what's on the inside of the screen. Like, you can't see through the glass to see what was there. They put a TV there to tell you what's in there now. So, yeah. So now I know not to open it. Like, I couldn't see before. 
like I couldn't see before. Like, come on now, wow, wow, what the fuck? And then it don't tell you when the shit be empty. So now you just got to play a guessing game and open the door. Now I got cold nipples for no reason because I couldn't get a double a diet fucking pop. Boy. Look, I was trying to get my diet coke and now my nipples hard. This is some bullshit. I'm just telling you, these nipples get active, dog. Did you know that your earlobes and nipples line up perfectly? What? <laughs> your no, nipple, I did not. Your, your earlobe <laughs> lines up perfectly with your nipples. How do you know this? How do you know this? Look, I told, I told you. I told you I was a titiologist. Wow. No, but how do you know Here's this? Your ear. Here's your ear. Go straight down. They're going to run perfectly into your nipple. How do you know this? Look, I, why am I, I trying? To, why am I trying I'm, to figure out circumference of my ear to nipple ratio? Nah, a, nah. What a, we? What topics <laughs> we got, yo? What? I told you, I was a, I was a titiologist. I ain't uh, measuring my my nipples and my earlobes right now. Nah, it's not even your measurement. It's just straight. Nah, from your I'm not gonna fucking down. no, no. <laughs> Tell you after after we wrap this up, she gonna be in the group chat like Sloan. You're a fucking idiot, but it's true. that's why that's how I know that's how I know how to perfectly grab my wife's nipples. I hate this man. I'm serious, brother. I'm telling you out here. My face is hot. My face out here. I'm telling you. For the listeners, your nipples are right up under your ears, your earlobes, perfectly. Yo, Perfect. do the science. Do the math. No, I math. ain't doing the science. Right? Yo, it's math and nigga, niggas mm-hmm. go from ear, neck, collarbone, nipple. <laughs> Straight line down when they get to sucking and kissing oh, on necks. Ear, neck, oh. collarbone, nipple. Straight line, Joe. A to B. Uh, check it out. Telling y'all. Don't oh my me. gosh, yo, y'all niggas, we. Y'all I don't, don't even know how, how deep into this combo we have been. Uh, I promise, it has to have been over an hour, and this is the intro. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Check your nipples. All right. Check your nipples. All right. So let's get into the first fucking topic. Oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, okay. So um if many of you heard what I was talking about, then you understand what was happening. So do you know what a coffin confessor is? What is that? So a coffin confessor is basically giving you a voice after you die. What? So there's this guy named Bill Edgar and he's a coffin confessor. So like right before someone dies, they go up to Bill and say, like, hey, Bill, like I hated this person. I hated this person. And I want you to go to confesses at my funeral. So basically they have Bill expose everyone they want after they die. That's epic. So in one case, a guy was dying of cancer and he told Bill, when I die, make sure you go to my funeral and confess to everybody that my wife was cheating with my best friend. And he also had Bill call out three of his friends that were 
were at the funeral because they were not good friends to him when he was alive. So Bill stopped the funeral and went on stage and he got out this letter, right, that the victim wrote. And he called out the three friends that were at the funeral that were actually really bad people to him. So they had him kicked out. And then Bill exposed that the wife was actually cheating with the man's best friend. So basically Bill exposed everyone that the guy that died didn't like. So you're telling me you could pay this guy Bill to come to your funeral after you die and expose everyone you didn't like. Yeah, and that's actually Bill's full-time job. He gets paid a lot of money to do this. Do you know what a- all right, so with that being said, could you be a coffin confessor is the question. No. Mm. I could not go to a funeral and be like, hey, yo, I'm here to tell you all this bullshit. <laughs> and I don't care how much I get paid either. Like, that's just not my vibe. Well. Sounds like Bill is making a, a good living. I mean, good for him because like people need to know when they're like fucking up. But I don't think that the that a funeral is the setting for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I agree. But... <laughs> I don't think it's the setting for it because people are like actually mourning someone. So I don't think it's the setting to just kind of unleash. Um, another <clears throat> set of emotions right at that time i do think that it's you know needed to air people out sometimes given the circumstances but i don't think that the funeral is a setting for it i mean depends and then and then like now saying that it also depends on like the type of person they are too <laughs> what if they're a piece of shit and deserve it so do you mean the person in the past or do you mean the person that's supposed to get the coffin confession? Uh, the person that passed. Mm. So if they are a piece of shit, then should do you give more credence or allowance? It's not even like about credence or allowance. It's just like, it's probably okay to do that at that person's funeral. It's not okay. even like a, like a, oh, just because they're a piece of shit, it's okay. It's just, it's probably going to be like fine if you say something, because it's probably expected is my train of thought on that. Okay. Interesting. Sloan, do you have anything uh, to add? Look here for 10k. I'm gonna come fuck that shit up. I'm, <laughs> hey, hey, look here. I just wanted to let y'all know. Sally wants to tell y'all she had herpes. Uh, John, you got it. Michael, you got it. Uh, Mr. Wayne, you got it. Uh, the dude, the professor, the motherfucker that was running this uh this eulogy, he got it. Uh, yeah, I'm out. God bless y'all. Mm. Nigga, I do that shit in a heartbeat. I'll be out here telling. I'll be adding a little more sauce to it too. I'll be adding some. What they gonna What they gonna say? The nigga did. You can't. You can't fight him about it. And then if you gonna fight me about it, I got that thing on me, cuz. <laughs> you keep playing. You can go ask him about it yourself. Nah, I mean, I think um, I sit in the middle because I I look at it. There are probably a lot of things that need to be said that maybe the person who passed on couldn't say, but when they left, they still wanted to make sure that it got said, right? 
So I'm sure there's a lot of people that have a lot of things that they have to get off their chest before they go. Um, but I think it's interesting to try and figure out a way on how to present that to the people that are still left behind. If that makes sense. So I guess, you know, maybe I could see myself in a situation or a place that I could deliver awful information, but would I want to do that consistently as my form of existence or the way that I make money? No, dude, I wouldn't want that because I think that's taking on a lot of emotional responsibility um, that a person that it, if it's not yours, shouldn't do it. I'm because gonna do that shit. Well, I look at it like this. Think about what a person that does it for a living. And then imagine if you had to have a coffin confession. Ah, oh, I would have never done X, Y, or Z. That could be a possibility. Um, I wouldn't have done this, that, or the third that's away from what you did as a profession. Or, hey, I've got my own confessions that I need to give out. Um, before I go, should that be the way is the question, maybe, or at least that should be the lean into. But I think for us, it's important to have this combo because I think a lot of people don't understand their own mortality, right? Everybody kind of has this weird existence that I think I'm going to live forever until I stop living. Nigga, I dream about dying every day. Well, most I'm people are flowers. Flowers die quicker than they bloom. Because I'm always I mean like, I'm always curious to how I'm going to go out. That's what I want to know. I don't know when. I just want to know how. To me, it's just um, death brings out a lot in the people that are left behind. Mm. Um, so I think that that is a lot to already handle. Um so I don't think it's 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 quite the setting for that to to be done. Now, as far as you know, thinking about me and when pe what people want to find out about that and stuff like that, like um I just I don't know, I just would I would want peace for my people. So I don't think I would even seek a service like that. <laughs> you know what I'm but saying? Like, like if I'm already going and and I want to air grievances I would probably seek for that person I would probably say hey you know what I need to talk to you I'm dying I just want to air this grievance with you um I wouldn't contact somebody else to do that at my funeral because I would just want people to be at peace after I'm gone I don't I wouldn't want to add to the to the morning but but what if like with Billy's situation with a dude who hired Billy he told them to out. He told Billy to out the people who was cheating with his wife. What if they felt guilty that he didn't know before the death, and then they didn't know that he knew until he outed them? 
wouldn't that feel like that would be like absolving them from like guilt? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's that's just uh, that's on you. Like you should have you should have communicated that to Billy, not to fucking you know Joe Schmo off the street to say at your funeral. Like <laughs> you know, if you're feeling some type of way and trying to relieve yourself from guilt, then hit up the person that you fucked up. You know what no, I'm saying? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about like Billy now, like not the actual. I'm talking about like his homies that cheated with his wife. They probably didn't know he knew, and they would probably felt guilty about it. But like he outed them at the wedding. Oh, and, like, and then the, them now they're like, that. "Oh shit, he already knew." So fuck it. <laughs> and then on, and then on top of that, you can't argue with a dead nigga. That's true. Like I that mean, nigga dead. After that, he he didn't want. He didn't came off. He was like, "Yeah, nigga, let me let me like you can't argue with him kicking his shit after he did." Yeah, I, I, I get it. I just, I don't know. That is just, I feel it's just different. That nigga speaking his truth even in death. Mm. He didn't speak his truth to the people that mattered, though. Like, fuck out of here. You hiring someone to fucking tell people shit for you? Fuck out of here. Well, I, mean, I will say that, this. That nigga what? is basically a death publicist. Right. Because you have to think about what are with all due respect. With all due respect, he is a dead pussy because <laughs> uh, he didn't hit up the people that actually mattered. Chingawe, he, he fucking hired someone to fucking say the shit. Fuck out of here. Oh yeah. All right. So let me ask this question. If you have someone that still relinquishes information after their death, what could you do or say if you were trying to grieve to erase pain? Like, imagine if you were any of the people that did him wrong, right, during his death or excuse me, during his lifetime, and then the announcement that came about during his death proceedings or his going home uh, proceedings that he openly exposes what happened. That could technically be a point of grievance that allows you to move on. Yeah, I think that's what Sloan was trying to get at. Right? It's like a, a relief of, of grief, of guilt. There's a lot of people that aren't willing to take it, though. So, could you really be mad at somebody if they do let the shit air off after they're gone? Nah, I ain't mad at nobody for letting this shit get off after they gone, because even in death, if I ain't fuck with you, it still fuck you when you dead. Mm-hmm. My feelings don't change for you because you dead, nigga. You you dead. It's just... I, I I don't think that like okay. So for me, it's the fact that you hired someone to do this at your funeral. That's that's my thing, right? Like that's like the um the thing that I'm just like uh 
nah, I'm not cool with that. Now, if you leave a letter, a letter, if you leave a fucking video, a fucking recording, you know, I'm cool with that because you're trying to just kind of leave everybody at peace. But doing that at your funeral, nah. Yeah. Y'all can't tell me how to go out. I'm going to go out petty as fuck, same way I came in. Mm-hmm. It's the life. Well, can be. Listen, how someone chooses to go out, I can't be mad at it. But I maybe have some issues if I'm in the wrong. If I'm in the wrong. And I preface this because a lot of people think that they go out on good terms, but they don't. And then they try to overcompensate and they find out that they went out on bad terms. So really what it boils down to is treat people with fucking kindness and respect. It's not hard. Duh. But we can say this all we want to, but people are shitbirds. Like you literally shit on everything that you come across. Hmm. So it's in people's natures to be uh shipbirds. Some people are born as shipbirds. Let them know, buddy. Let them know. Unfortunately, just because they don't want to just step outside of that box, you know, they want to continue the the cycle. Fucking duty heads. Emotional damage. Yeah, eat a dick, bros. You know what I'm saying? But uh, listen, I'm trying my best to try and be as censored as possible because there are a lot of people that I know on my own within a short, confined space that if I told you about yourself, you get your feelings hurt because what happens is that most people when you give them honest feedback about who they are, what they do, they think they want you to give them feedback, but they don't. So what they do is that they counter. And well, let me tell you about you. Listen, fam, everything that you think you can say to me, I already know, number one. Number two, I've already been to a place of acceptance and correction. Most, most individuals do not understand their own correction. They don't understand how to autocorrect themselves in the space that they actually progress. So when someone else outside of you says something to you and you haven't done the work, mm-hmm. you get offended. It's a trigger. Well, it's it, it becomes a trigger because you're like you don't understand um the actual point like you're just red light by what is affected affecting you based on your behavior let's go let's go so, bunny let them know gunshots 
I think I think just um just based on you know just that profession and you know that topic and what we're talking about <clears throat> I think it just reflects on um just how you lived I guess and how how you handled your relationships while you were on this earth Ooh. So what Bunny's saying is that you shouldn't have to hire anybody to tell your secrets after you pass. Right. A lot of Super people don't let this shit die with them or go to the grave with them. No, nah, fuck that, bro. Or or you're or you're just like straight up with your people. I you promise know, like- you, I will never leave this plane of existence with anything on me that I don't need to carry into the afterlife. I, I think that uh like when you're already trying to be a better person or just trying to um <clears throat> air grievances like that, like you're already on a different level because it takes a lot to just air those grievances to just mm-hmm. be able to approach that person and be like, bro, for real, this happened and you think you know, we're going to be cool or just addressing the issue and just being like, you know what? We were cool. This happened. I forgive you, but peace. We're going to go our own ways. Whatever the situation is, I think it takes a lot to just address it within itself because a lot of people like to just kind of bump over it or bruise over situations like that and just kind of move forward or either disconnect and never address the real issue, which ends up creating more internal issues within yourself. (laughs) It just all fucking connects. Well, y'all, she ain't wrong. So late. Okay, so let's get to second topic. All right, so there was a clip that was sent to me by one Miss Bonnie, if I believe I'm correct here, right? So let's get to the clip. Uno mas. Hey. Please. This is very, very embarrassing for me to admit. Don't be embarrassed. Before, bereavement to me was just a a motive. What do you mean? So, like, when you have bereavement, you have nine nights. Okay, so you're talking about, especially black people, (laughs) we have big, we celebrate life, basically. In death, we do celebrate life, which you kind of should. Yeah, so that was kind of like my guilty pleasure. Okay, you like to go to funerals. You know, you get you get funeral hoppers. Funeral crashes. I have been one of those. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, all right. So very, let me explain this me uh, with some clarity and context. So this young lady was saying that funerals used to turn up until she lost someone close to her. So the question then becomes, how do you deal with loss, right? Uh, is it wrong to grieve in a certain way? Number one. Number two, 
is it wrong to grieve in a certain way if someone is close to you? Um, so just based on this clip, it's fucking nuts because <laughs> like that shit really happens. Like people take advantage of other people's vulnerability to find a space to insert themselves you know, to just kind of develop um, some type of relationship with that person. Um, and that can either be good or, or bad, depending on the person's intentions. So uh, I definitely think that when you're grieving, it's not good to develop those type of relationships because you're more so looking for some type of self-healing instead of looking for, you know, something that's really productive. So it's more of a selfish need when you search relationships, when you're grieving like that, instead of it being um, a two-sided um, relationship. I mean, there could be instance where something good comes out of it, but for the most part, um, individuals are just seeking a temporary self-fulfillment. Um, from grieving is there a right or wrong way to grieve I don't think so um, I think everybody has their own way and right to grieve um, now if you use grieving as an excuse to do what you're doing that is wrong um, but is there a right way or, or a wrong way no like people just fucking grieve how they how they feel that they need to like grieving is such a process there's so many stages to grieving and there's so much that you go through while you're grieving and it's something that you need to feel entirely every single fucking step of it in order for you to heal and even healing is not obtainable because there's always going to be an absence of that person in your life you just kind of learn to live with that so I think that that's very personal to each individual. So I don't think that there anybody has a right to say whether there's a right or wrong way to grieve. Hmm. Interesting. Sloan. Oh, she got it. She got it. I know I know right or wrong way to grieve because I remember <clears throat> when my grandfather passed away. And uh, anybody knows my grandfather knows that this would have been an appropriate response. The late, uh, you know, how you have people come by and just like, oh man, if there's anything I can do, you know, just let me know. I'm here for you. I'm here to make you feel better. And I was like, you know, uh, some hair to make me feel great. And the chick was like, shocked that I said some shit like that. I was like, look, I know when I feel any kind of way a nut bring me through. A nut, busting a nut makes me smile, shit. And I know my grandfather was on that creep shit, so he would have been cool with me getting some head in his honor. So, like, needless to say, I ain't spoke to this woman ever since, so I don't think she ever will offer to be, like, a sense of condolence or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But you just can't you, you can't get mad at the nigga for <laughs> saying that's what's gonna make him happy if you if you volunteer to offer up 
anything you can do to make him feel better. Just be like di- precise about your words, because motherfucker might say, "Hey, yo, let, let me tap that ass." Right. Well, I don't think anybody says that with the intention of of <laughs> like being like, "All right, cool, I'm gonna give you." Well, some then, well, but the, the thing is, though, is I can't understand because. You could have somebody that grieves in a completely different way, right? Yeah, no, I totally get that. But, like, I don't think that anybody, like, really, like, let's be real. But you don't know who you're talking to. Don't know. Because, like, like, say if, say if, I I, I even take it away from death. Say if you'd be like, you go off and move to another city and somebody be like, hey, bro, any way, any way I can help you, let me know. You know what I'm saying? And you be like, all right, well, knock this motherfucking rent out first month for me. You know, don't offer some shit that you ain't willing to do. Or, or even put a caveat behind it. Be like, anything I can do within reason to help make you feel better. Well, I think that when you offer help like that, like I think that that should already be a blanket statement that it the the request should be within reason, not a, a huge expectation, because it's already out of kindness. It's not out of. I mean, making a nigga boss is not is within reason, and <laughs> I'm just saying he's not nah. wrong. He's not nah. wrong. I am vibing with that one. He's not wrong. I'm not offering somebody like, hey, if anything I can do for you at a funeral and then homie goes, suck my dick, I'm going to be like, the fuck? All right, cool. You're going to be like, all right, right, cool. Like, oh, all right, cool, peace. I thought she was like, all right. All right, cool. Duck in this room real quick. Come on. Nope. I'm like, I I, like, I ain't even saying anything after that. I'm just like, all right, cool. Peace. Never talking to you again. It depends on the person that is grieving. Because that also plays a part. Like who the person is? Oh, yeah. Who they are. Right? Because somebody can get that off. Somebody can go, hey, and get some neck. I guess it depends on the person that's telling you too. That like, that or asking, technically. Yeah. So like, if you if you expect that from that person, I guess you can expect to ask that. Or what if you don't know that that's right. the person? That shouldn't be an expectation though. Like that that shouldn't be an expectation out of out of offering help. Like I it's don't. Not think it's not an expectation. It is because you're asking. Because you're saying it is an expectation because you're saying that you're offering help and you should be more specific about the help that you offered. So you expect this person that because they're offering you that help that they're willing to suck your dick. No, no. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Let me see what's up. I said, A, if she doesn't want to do it, she doesn't have to. She's not, uh, it's not like, she's obliged to suck my dick because i'm feeling nobody's saying that she has to she has the right to say yes or no exactly i'm saying i have a right to ask if you ever have if you have a right but that's already an expectation like you're expecting that like are you gonna ask that from anybody like if if it's an older lady a fucking old lady fucking looking busted wrinkled saying hey hun whatever you need you're gonna be like hey yo suck my dick 
Oh, Listen, Gertrude that. might be the mouth of the South. You okay, don't know that she could be the Velveteen Dream in the mouth. I'm just no, saying, no. like, is that is that? Are you gonna ask the same question? Like, hey, can you give me some head, shorty? Man, if her if her if her lips look nice, maybe you know. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> That's what I'm saying you, that's you an never expectation know. you never know that's an expectation nah nah that's not a that's not an expectation that's like an expectation would be like uh like try to get some pussy at prom that's an expectation everybody expects to get some pussy at prom am i wrong that's no. an expectation now that's me asking is just trying to see if she could suck my dick out of the kindness of her in heart. Hopes. <laughs> in hopes. But if she because says she no, it was just <laughs> right. So be, be all right, careful. All right, your, all right. I guess I can see be how careful it's not with an, your right. words. It's an in option. Time of need. Right. It's, it's an not, option. It's not, it's not a it's like when you buy a new car and they'd be like, oh, do you want power? Be windows? careful who you offer whatever windows. they need. Yeah. <laughs> Like, be careful when you offer those services. Like, say shit like that because motherfuckers be like, "Hey, man, anything you need, man, just let me know." They're like, "Oh, shit, dog, I actually need somebody to watch my fucking kids for three days." No, I don't want to watch your fucking kids. No, that won't be helpful. Right? I don't want to do that shit. But you kind of committed because you was like, "Anything you need, let me know." Well, I'm letting you know that some throat would make me feel better. And who are you to determine what would make me feel better? Right. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying some niggas will take that opportunity to get some neck or to get some coaching or like get some Jordans out the deal. You never know. I guess mm. be careful when you're kind. <laughs> right. I mean, no, they, you know, you know what they say, no good deed goes unpunished. Nah, I mean, so shit, watch out. That's why I'm trying to help everybody. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. <laughs> you be like, oh, her grandma just died. Oh, that sucks. My grandma died too. I can help you through the grieving process. I know what to expect. <laughs> but I don't feel no type of sympathy for you. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> Welcome to the club, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't give you those. No Congratulations. Welcome to the Club of Sorrow. Oh. You know. <laughs> you see, like, like, what what can I do to what can I do to make you feel better? Uh, uh feeling this duck. I need some help with my car payment. Oh well, I need some help on this dick. No, you can't. You can't say that. No, that's wild. That's the, wild. That's what? That's how? Tit for tat, bro. That's tit for tat. Oh, I'm wrong. Yeah. See, y'all wilding. What? Yeah. How? How am I yeah. wilding? I don't know. I'm just. I just felt like saying, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Listen, all I'm saying is I'm just following suit. If I said, hey, I would like some help on this dick. I mean, you scratch. Look, scratch. If I'm mourning, if I'm mourning, 
I want nothing from no one other than the coochies. It just depends. It depends on how you mourn, man. That's coochies. And there's stages to it. Like, at first, you want, like, just meaning meaningless fulfillment, which means, like, yeah, just shit that just doesn't mean anything. It just fulfills you. I know. But it's just, I don't know. Grieving is just, um, it's just very personal to me. So, no, I want I just feel like you can't tell nobody how to grieve. Yeah, no, you so. can't. You can't. You really can't. Everybody has their own way of grieving. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Everybody has their own way of grieving. And you have to go through that. You have to feel it in order to understand it. You can read about it, but it's, until you really fucking go through that, then you understand it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. I get you. I see you, Bonnie. But if somebody was like, yo, uh, buddy, anything you need, just let me know. I'm trying to help you, trying to make you feel better. And fucking anything. unlimited weed, motherfucker. Just fucking send the weed on the go all the time. Send the boo heads. <laughs> need all the boo heads. I need the boots. Send the boots. Okay, of flowers. The boots. I need That'd all the boots. I need the buds. I need the flowers. I need the stems. Uh, you listen. I need all of it. Please ship via express mail to we- Bunny Roo. <laughs> Weed's been my homie since uh, my dad passed away. Like that's just been like my homie right there. Me and Weed, we tight. Buns and guns, all hugs. <laughs> Buns and guns, all Shout hugs. out, weed. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can send hugs in the chat, please Senna, do so drop immediately. Em. Drop them all in the chat. Look, okay? if you can, look, some of these niggas out here want mouth hugs in the chat. So if you can drop mouth oh, hugs in no, the chat. No, we ain't doing mouth hugs, motherfuckers. <laughs> First off. Let's just, let's just start there. Ain't no mouth hugs over here. No, I'm going to yeah. be quiet. I'm be quiet. Listen, if a bitch wants to get her mouth hugged, I'm mouth hugging coochie. Don't play with me. I'm mouth hugging coochie. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's gotta be. You gotta relax. You First gotta off, relax. I'm wrong. Am I wrong? Hey, look, bro. You mouth hug the things you want to mouth hug. Listen, <laughs> I got a coochie right now. I'm gonna mouth hug. Actually, it's not like you wouldn't be giving her a mouth hug. You would give it be giving her mouth to mouth resuscitation. I'm gonna resuscitate the coochies. Yeah, you're breathing life into the to the organs. So much breath. Yes, yes. You give you give orgasm and you take one away. So much breath. You are God in that instance. You can give it or you can take it away. Listen, been mouth hugging. Her. Her cum is in the palm of your hand. Sir, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I 
cum is at the tip of your tongue. Hey. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Bars. Don't play with her. <laughs> Good night. Oh, God, hilarious. Oh, my Lord. You know what I'm saying? Oh, gunshot. You know what I'm saying? Yo, on that note, y'all think um, bitches and dudes can be homies? Like, oh, I was trying to segue <laughs> so hard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Listen, Bunny is going crazy tonight. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Right, this this is her episode to shine. Listen, like, Susio Queen. In, Queen Bean in, in the building. She is in straight Steph Curry mode. Yo, she was shooting mode. from half court with no is, I'm putting pause. him in. No problem. This is, Pause. This is <laughs> This is Bunny Butler. Bunny <laughs> 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 Butler. <laughs> like she's Jimmy Butler's little sister. She came to get buckets this episode. Everybody watch out. Watch out. Like Mia Ahad has literally been ISO most of this most of this uh, episode. Bunny has been running the one four offense and running I'm to perfection. And he got a triple double. Wait, Yo, Bunny, Bunny got, definitely had a triple double. She got a triple double, and I'm over here trying not to in, die. In the first <laughs> half, I'm just Bunny, trying to make it make it through the program. <laughs> Yo, Bunny had a triple double in the first half. <laughs> On some Luca uh, the Don shit. Nah, but for real, y'all think y'all think uh, you know, like us, like like us, we're homies, you know, like. We're 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 homies. I have a bunch of friends that are male friends that are just homies, but people think that women and men can't be friends. I've always hmm. heard that growing up, but my best friends are female or women. Let me stop saying female, but uh they're women, so it all depends like on like on how y'all actually interact like when i call my best friends my sisters i look at them as my actual sisters i would never touch them i would never let any harm come to them so i treat them like they're my sisters and i swear like all my female friends or women friends i've been best friends i've been friends with them shit one i've been best friends with shit 25 years 120 years well 220 years so and i ain't never even thought about touching them or doing anything with them they like my sister so that's how i go like i and i know a lot of people are like oh that's my brother that's my sister ain't nothing happening and then the next thing you know they've been crashing each other for like 15 years it's right. not like that it, like if I say she my sister. I ain't touch her. And I how mean, does your old lady feel about you having those those friends and stuff like that? It go the same way. Most of her friends, like her uh, best friends, are males. So it, it, I don't think it go anyway. It's just like, nigga, if you was here before me, I gotta respect that. Like y'all got a history that 
I don't know nothing about. And y'all got a close list on a level before me. So I just have to accept that because, and I also understand it because I have female best friends. Mm. Now, Not only just, that, but like for me, sorry, Sloan, to interrupt you. But like for me, that's like a, like a, a trust between you and your and your partner you know like i trust you like i don't i don't care who the fuck you're talking to like i trust you i trust you to respect our relationship i trust mm. you to respect what what we're doing y'all know my thing just don't let me find out <laughs> fuck around and find out right <laughs> Like, I don't, that's always been the question. Even my uh, my foster parent, she used to tell us that now nah, you get dudes and girls and boys can't be best friends. I'm like, as she thought for years, she still think I'm fucking my best friend. And I'm just like, no, not at all. I mean, and don't get it twisted. Like, I've seen all my female best friends naked at some point in time because being a big brother, they get drunk, they throw up on themselves, you have to clean them up, or some you just have to do something to that level. And I swear I've done that with all of my best friends on their birthdays, especially these heifers get entirely too drunk. And then my mm-hmm. dumb ass gotta be big bro all night carrying their dumb asses around and trying to make sure they ass ain't falling out or they coochie ain't hanging out and I'm because they whole crew be drunk. So like you gotta you got to understand that it's a level of comfort between each other that some people ain't gonna never understand. And then they gonna swear that y'all have been intimate, but y'all just depend on it. I think sometimes it's more like a uh a trust issue because niggas don't know like dudes don't know how to be vulnerable with their male be- like their male friends and they'd be a lot more vulnerable with their female friends you know That's what I'm true. saying so yeah. like and i think my friend group is getting my male friend group is getting better at expressing themselves like emotionally with each other since it's like the cool thing to do now well not cool thing but that the in-season thing to do to care about men's mental health now so i guess they they're coming out and telling me things i've been telling them niggas like nigga i love you i ain't scared to tell my homies that i ain't scared to tell them niggas that at all and i guess motherfuckers are figuring out they it's it's not gay to say that to your boy you yeah, that should be okay. It was like a call back from earlier when we was talking about how the um bad the boys bad club. boys club, like they was talking about like men can't show softness and shit like that, and they were true about that. But in this in this time, these soft niggas will bust your ass. Mm-hmm. But yes, I think men and women can be friends. It's just about the maturity about the situation i think it's the maturity and the boundaries that you set in the friendship you know like i think that if you set those boundaries and those expectations early on they're not going to be um crossed so like if you're just kind of like if it because 
you know where all this came from is is um there's a clip of Steve Harvey saying that they can't um be friends because the dude if you're an attractive woman the dude's already waiting for the moment to slide in but I think if you set those boundaries even if there was an opportunity it's not going to happen because that's the respect for the friendship you know like to me ultimately uh, when it comes to to my friendships with 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 guys that I have around it it has to do with um just the respect level and what the friendship means like to me that is the ultimate um I guess importance of the friendship is that friendship like I respect that friendship. I wouldn't want to ruin it because most of them I've known for such a long time. I've known them for like over 10 years. So, but like with something like that, when you want everybody's like, even, even in my relationship, my old lady is my friend. She was my friend first. So wouldn't that, wouldn't you want to date your friend? Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, but I mean, I don't think I would, I would date anybody. Like if, if I was given the opportunity, anybody that I've known for such a long time like that. I mean, I'm cool with, with somebody that I've like known for maybe a couple years, but for somebody that I've known for such a long time like that, no, I know too much. That's just my friend. Because. <laughs> mm. I've been in those situations and it'd be like my uh chick would be like, Oh, I wish I I wish I uh had a had a dude just like you. Bitch, you could have had me, ho. <laughs> you could have a nigga exactly like me called me. <laughs> but no, it's the friendship and I don't want to jeopardize the friendship and this, this, and this. What if it doesn't work out? Oh, bitch. That's me right there. I'm that bitch right there. Like, nah, the friendship is more important to me. Uh, <laughs> My friend trying to be friends with your coach. <laughs> trying to be other friends. Right. You can't have adult friends, bitch. <laughs> But no, I, I think ultimately there is like a a maturity in an instance where you can reach that, where you just have your friends. That's it. Hey, how what you think, sir? I mean, really boiling. Oh, yo, y'all hit the nail on the head. So why the fuck am I even adding any two cents? Because I think a lot of times when we're breaking it all down whether or not you're comfortable or uncomfortable it really comes into play where you just have to communicate right point blank period if you do not communicate then something is going to be wrong in whatever situation whatever place that you reside in However you want to move, if you want to be in a monogamous relationship or anything outside of that, so what? But if you do not communicate, 
then it doesn't work. That's it. Talk to your bitch. And that could be male, female, non-binary. Talk to whomever you need to talk to. Yeah. See, bitch is a uh, universal, overall universal term. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I, bitches has no gender. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know, just don't think we talking about women when we say bitches. Because some of these niggas is bitches too. Well, Man. A high majority of these niggas is bitches. We all bitches. Listen. We all this has been another boy. episode. Boy! <laughs> boy! Listen. Episode 41 of don't play with us. You already yeah. know. Tune in to Active Nipples. Active These nipples, nipples get active. Yeah, active. Yo, yo, first of all, motherfucker hit me up. It was like, yo, y'all have some of the funniest fucking names of episodes that have nothing to do with the show. And I'm like, dog, if you listen to the show, it actually has something to do with the show. <laughs> They don't be listening. Oh man, yeah, man, you guys are you guys are on your way. You're doing your thing. That's that seems to like I got hit with so many industry terms this weekend from people at home. Like, oh, bro, yeah, like, yeah, bro, we got a link. We got to do some work. I was like, oh, that's industry talk. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like, like y'all, are, y'all are too crazy. Like, yeah, bro, like that that one episode was really really funny, man. Which one? Y'all know I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, like which part? What was we talking about? Oh man, oh man, you you guys were talking about eating pussy and kicking ass, man. <laughs> no, we weren't. That was just the title of the show. That was just the title of the show. Oh man, I'm gonna give you guys a good listen, man. You guys are funny. Suck my dick. From the back. From the fucking back. Motherfuckers, like I like that's another thing. Like, just just shake a nigga hand and keep moving. You ain't got to blow smoke, right? Just just man, who y'all? We can tell. We can tell. You know, Uh, it's a lot of shit going. Oh shit! You know, uh, I'm out here, man. Y'all know I got a lot of shit going on this weekend. Uh, Today, uh, just drops at six a.m. Uh, 7 a.m. Eastern time. You know, I do my 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. I do my uh, my show with uh, Rev Ron. You know what I'm talking about? Coffee with Rev on Twitter. You know, I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm evolving into the Twitter spaces creator. So, you know, I create space. <laughs> I'm a create. I'm a space creator on Twitter. So uh, I also host uh, Filthy DMs. With my homie Lil Fam and uh, my homie uh, Chris Andino, and I also host Bougie uh, uh, Bagels with Bougie. You know, I'm out here, baby. I'm out here trying to be Black Wrestling's uncle. So you can hit me up on Instagram, Sloan Kettering two one seven. You can hit me on Twitter, s underscore Kettering two one seven. I'm still. Out here fucking around on the Susio Boys uh, shit, 
And also, you know me and my cousin over there at B.SavagesFuck throwing up the dope ass reels and shit, man. You know, look, we hit it. We, it seemed like me and this nigga in competition. I <laughs> drop a reel. Look, I drop a reel on the page and that motherfucker do 15K. Now this nigga drop a reel and this shit doing 5K and I'm looking like, damn, this shit creeping up on me quick. I got to drop another hot one. Man, we be out in here going crazy, man. Just having a good ass time. <laughs> Yo, that is the funniest Instagram page, uh, bar none. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Fact. And we feel oh. some super shit all day long. Bunny Thanks. Roo. Madame. Bunny Roo, what it do? Please let us know where the people can find you. You guys can follow me on Twitter at BBunnyRoo. That's with double O. And I have the same one for Instagram. I don't really Instagram, guys. So just follow me on Twitter. That's where I'm like mostly active. And you can follow Not Another Girl Pod on uh, Twitter at Not Another GP and on Instagram at Not Another Girl Pod and be on the lookout for our episode on Friday. Hey. All right, yo. Listen. Hey, Hunter, no more Shogun. You already know where to find me. I'm on IG. the Shogun. You know what I'm saying? Same thing. Uh, on Facebook, but you can find me on Twitter, the Aaron Hunter. You know what I'm saying? Just get at me, hot at me. I, listen, I got nothing to rhyme with. All I'm saying is, we just do dumb shit on the internet. Thanks. And shout out to all the Asian people that's following me now. You know what I'm saying? I, apparently, I'm big in China. They, they fuck with a they fucking with a nigga in China. I'm so happy about it. You know, I don't know shit that they be talking about, but I'll be like, hey, yo, shout out to the new followers. <laughs> All that. Like, welcome to this nigga shit. Yo, what's up, though? <laughs> Listen. Yo, Listen. run them follows up, yo. yo you guys be retweeting us. Kanichiwa, like, bitches. Following us. Shout out to all of you guys that are supporting us. Listen, for us to be at uh, over 13,000 across the board on the network is amazing. And it's a lot of hard work. I got to give a huge shout out to y'all because I don't think you all get enough credit. And who I mean by you all, I'm talking about Bunny Roo. And Sloan Kettering. Yeah, I said that. And why do I say it? Because they have been a steady constant. Now, listen, everybody's been out and about doing their own thing, and I completely understand, but I have to give a huge shout out to Sloan and Bunny because they have held it down so hard on this network, on all formats, in all capacities. And if I don't say it, I'm in the wrong because that is how all of the CDBN has stayed afloat. And also, Sucho Boys Podcast, if you listen, you understand that it's pseudo underground flagship. 
We already know CDB is the flagship on technicality. But if we're really talking about Susio, guess what it is? Underground flagship uh, might be greatest rappers, greatest rapper. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to tell y'all what's happening. But if you pay attention, you know. If you don't, you are welcome to listen to the words coming out of my mouth. That's all I'm trying to tell you. That's it. This is episode 41 of the Susio Boys podcast. 41. You know what I'm saying? And if you you sit down, they can't take your butt. (laughs) Your butt. Uh, SpongeBob, please take us out, sir. Thank you for your patronage. All right. We got to go. Protect your butthole at all costs. You know what? God damn it. Don't let him duck duck butt you. <laughs> no duck butt butt. No duck duck butt. <laughs> God damn it. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Okay, good night. <laughs>